Me and my friends do sinister things And that's because we're cynical beings And we're living in a house And we're chilling upstairs And we're doing a podcast Impaired Welcome to episode number 14 of the Impaired Upstairs podcast On this episode, we have Cody, Ryan, Brady, and Zach Thank you for joining us. <laughs> wow. I feel like this is That's quite the intro. intro. It's like NPR or something. <laughs> uh, how are we doing today? It was the oh, most anticlimactic intro we've done yet. <laughs> All right. So, Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Had some wonderful dinner. It was delicious. I enjoyed myself. And awesome. I'm here to talk. And I'm here uh, to hang out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what's got you excited lately? What has got me excited lately? Well, um, I've been doing crypto trading i quit my day job i trade cryptocurrencies online and that's all i do for an income at this point awesome. and it's going wonderful congratulations yeah, <laughs> it makes life a lot easier when you don't got to worry about money <laughs> you caught the train i yeah. caught the train i got lucky i made it big and i'm gonna try to help other people do it too right on all right so today our drink of the week is pina coladas. Pina coladas. Oh, we drank them before the episode. Yeah, we drank them. I em. had a margarita. Oh, yeah. Like coconut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> opted out of the pina colada. Well, being realistic. I'm not a big coconut fan. Actually, fun fact uh, a lot of vegan food has coconut in it, and I can pick it out every single time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a. What you were saying, like the aftertaste, it like sticks around. It sticks. It you, sticks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is. The, uh, the only way I can enjoy coconut is like a snowball, like the little pink snowball. Really? Oh. Delicious. That's strange because I love coconut, but I don't like snowballs. I, I hate coconut, but I love snowballs. Interesting. And our uh, band of the week this week is Rupert Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> Rupert Holmes. Uh, he, he wrote Escape, <laughs> uh, the Pina Colada song. And uh, he probably wrote other music, but that's what everyone knows him for. <laughs> when was that song released? I think uh, in the in the late seventies, before my time, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So so yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about your crypto trading. Yeah. Just jump right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, ask me questions. Nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. That's when that song came out. I need to work on being the Jamie. If I'm, I need to be quicker than oh, that. Oh yeah, come you on, Jamie. Much faster. <laughs> oh, than I that. Jamie. I know. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, can you pull that up? <laughs> pull that up real quick. Where, where's that picture of that monkey ripping off someone's face? Can you pull that up for us? <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be there. Get with it. Yeah, I think w- it's not going to be too long. We're going to be there. Actually, fun fact, we just got a live switcher. So uh, that means we'll have video coming soon, like very, very soon. Um, yes. And we already got we got it hooked up so that way we can um, we can see our faces. And it's also hooked up so we'll be able to see the computer in the future. And when we, we'll pull things up and you'll be able to actually see what we're looking at, it's going to be super duper cool. Yeah. 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 Really an exciting step to make. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Making, making moves, making moves. Um, took a while to set up. It's a shame it didn't work this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a trial run of it, sorts. It took a while. Yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, it's a work in progress, work in progress. So back to crypto. Let's do it. Let's, uh, well, do you guys have any, any specific questions to start off with? Well, what, what, which currency, which coin did you get involved in first? Wh- which one popped off? What popped off for me? Yeah, what sparked be, your interest? Uh, what sparked my interest? Yeah. I mean, realistically, what sparked my interest was people shorting the stock market. When I learned people can do that and I started looking at it more, I started browsing the internet and learning about cryptocurrencies. They popped up randomly on a Reddit. I looked into it. I said, 
yeah, that makes sense. I'll buy that. I don't care. It's a few hundred bucks. I'll risk it. And it paid off great. And that coin that I bought into at the time was called Hoge Finance. Oh, I love Hoge. Just Hoge. We all love Hoge. Hoge. <laughs> I don't know Hoge much about Hoge. It, for me. It's, uh, it really is just a coin. There's no true utility behind it. It's just like Dogecoin. It's just people putting money into it, giving it value. Yeah. And enough people put money into it to give it value to make me very wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I capitalize. And yeah. I use that as my bankroll to get me where I am at this point. Um, I just kept on trading. I moved some out of Hoge after I didn't even sell at the peak. I could have. Mm-hmm. I kept on thinking it'll keep going. I didn't sell at the peak. It uh, it took a pretty big dip. And while it was at, at about the bottom of its dip, I, I sold some of it. I finally took some out. I said, you know, I, I could do something. I can do more. I can do more with this. There's there's so much untapped potential that I'm learning about in just random Reddit threads or wherever I wanted to go to look at it, primarily Telegram, just like a messenger app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the best way for me to learn about any of these coins. Um, I'm able to constantly see right as new ones launch, and I take what I had initially pulled out of my Hoge, and I've just reinvested it since then, and I just keep mm-hmm. reinvesting daily i I reinvest in us there's a few that i hold um some pretty major portions for that i'm just sitting on but for the most part um i just keep reinvesting that's it's the easiest thing i can do i buy in i let it climb for a bit um i let i kind of get i give it a chance i see how many people are getting into it is it climbing fast is it climbing slow um if it's climbing fast i'll usually leave it alone i won't touch it It'll, it'll do what it wants, and then eventually I'll say um, it's it's time to pull out at least my initial so that I can reinvest that again or at least have a bankroll constantly sitting there. Um, so if it goes up five times in value in 24 hours, I might pull out you know, 1.5 times what I initially put in. So I made a little bit of profit, got out my initial, and the rest of it's just equity that I let ride. If, it, if I lose it all, if the coin crashes and it's gone forever, it's fine. It's money I didn't have. If it keeps going and it keeps on booming, I'll keep skimming off it and take a little bit more. Um, but as long as you never really full sell on a coin, you you always have the value there. Right. You have the chance to keep growing. Sure, you could you know, pull out the entire five times at once, but then you miss out when it does 500 times. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's what Hoge did for me. It went up 500 times in value, which was insane. It, I, I put in barely anything into it. It turned into almost 400,000 at its peak for me. From what I started with, and I only put in like eighteen hundred bucks total. Yeah. Overall, like all all my first little investments, my my tiniest one, I put in ninety dollars, and I paid sixty dollars in gas fees just to buy the coin. I lost. Right. I lost, you know, a, a little over a third of my investment just so that I could invest. And I was like, that kind of sucks. But then I saw how it takes off. I'm like, I don't care about gas fees anymore. Who cares? Yeah, it's nothing. It pays itself off. It's yeah. it's just there. Is it's a little bit of a hindrance. It pays itself off. Oh, in an opt- in an optimal situation. In an optimal situation, of course. Uh, sometimes, I mean, it doesn't, but for the most part, if if you're paying attention to it and you just you watch what people are saying in, in chat rooms, honestly, is the best way to look at it. If the hmm. chat room is still kicking and there's a lot of people talking, coins probably got a while to live. If it's starting to get to the point where, you know, there's not someone saying at least at least just saying something every you know thirty seconds or something. It might be dying. It might be the point where you might want to think about liquidating a little bit more of your stock and, and moving on to, well, not stock, it's coins. 
If you say right. stock, they get mad. <laughs> you can't call yeah. them stocks. You can't say this is really. My, yeah, you can't say oh my my shares. They're like oh it's not shares, it's coins. It's it's all the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's all the same thing. It's just, <sighs> people don't get it. They don't get it. They're so they're, there's a lot of elitists in crypto. Right. They're so full of themselves. <laughs> they think I would think they think yeah, that they're, I would imagine <laughs> they're better than you. They're, just, they're so they're all wrong. They don't know how to do it. They just they randomly invest at whatever people tell them to. They ape apes together strong. Everybody buys uh, in at once. They uh-huh, tell each yeah. other to buy in. Um, Wait, describe it, explain for the people what aping is. What aping is? So aping is just basically me coming to you and say, hey. Uh, here's a coin it just launched buy it buy it don't do any re- don't really think about it just do it ape you just jump into it uh, just throw yourself at it throw money at it and hope that it sticks and hope that it climbs okay have you I ever guess. seen the movie rise of the planet of rise the of the planet of the apes oh like, that's apes, apes alone strong apes alone weak you know they can't do nothing if, if i buy into something and it's just me then it doesn't climb now if right. i get a bunch of people to buy in and we all buy in at once we make it skyrocket in value it can go up Okay, you know, hundreds of thousands of times its value in yeah. a day if if you really get enough people. Yep. Did and some of these coins do. Did Did you ever play RuneScape? I love RuneScape. I still check in on RuneScape. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> like, why not? That's funny. <laughs> so, so you know, you know the like trading system in RuneScape, yep. and there's the what are they? The Grand Exchange. Yeah, the Grand Exchange. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they used to do this thing where it's like okay everyone's buying wooden bowls and then they buy up all of the wooden bowls and then they resell them at a higher price right exactly so it sounds a lot like that essentially um in a way uh it's not it's not so much that people are buying up the the price to resell it and drive it up it's more a lot of people buy it because they just want to hold it that's that's the biggest thing in the these communities they call it hodling Oh, you yeah, hold your coins. Hodling. I don't. I don't know why it became hodl. I don't know <laughs> why they can't just say hold. It was probably <laughs> someone. Like someone misspelled some it famous once. typo. You know, yeah. yeah stuck. You know how pwned came about. It was uh, because in World of Warcraft, they there would be like a message when you killed someone, and it said, uh, "Player one pwned player two <laughs> and uh, it was just a typo, and then it became like a a. Uh, World pop cultural yeah i don't know if that was, i mean they used to do that in like unreal tournament i played mm-hmm. a lot of world of warcraft i don't know if uh, that was in world of warcraft i'm pretty sure it came there's, from wow is, is there's a there, lot of add-ons that do stuff like that it for i did it have something to do with the or, not orc language but goblin language or something like that well there might have been there's a lot of stuff there. like that you might be thinking yeah. of tech oh that's what i was thinking oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're that's, right that's the orcish word for for doing LOL. Yeah, right. So that, uh, you know, you'd get killed by an orc and then you don't speak their language. They're going keck over and over like teabagging uh, you. <laughs> you don't know what it means. Of course. But uh, like some of the old people in those games, they, I mean, this is pretty off topic now, but the people in those games, they used to learn the languages, not by, you know, you wouldn't be able to learn it. You can pick out what letters translate to what, what phrases uh, become what, and they would talk to each other. That's so, you crazy. Know, sometimes you've got, players on the opposite faction that don't know the language they just have a macro with a bunch of random letters strung together that make a sentence for the other faction here that's like you suck (laughs) and they just spam it while they're killing you (laughs) oh my god Uh, (laughs) nice that's wild (laughs) it's pretty fun uh yes so crypto um (laughs) getting back getting back there uh yeah so you've got uh uh 
you started with Hoge. You yep. you developed that, and now how many different coins would you say that you're involved with? Oh man, let's just let's scroll through. I'll scroll through and I'll do a quick little All little right. count on how ballpark many like a like a hundred ballpark. Um, if you had to pull a random number, I'll, and then yeah, I'll do, I'll do this. I'll I'll scroll like this. This is this that's not real. Don't don't ignore that. Value. Yeah yeah just okay. That. That's not real. Oh yeah. Some of it's real, but most of it's okay. it's not. So I mean just. How many oh, a coins lot. I've I've done? I've done oh, a lot. Oh, a I've lot. A, a right. lot of those I don't hold anymore. They just they keep the tracker in okay. your wallet. Gotcha. Um, so even if you have zero, it still shows that it still shows that you at some point held it. Okay, so I would say somewhere between like fifty and a hundred. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something at, like that. At this point, I mean that's. Gotcha. That's it's low. That's low. I'm new to this. I've only been doing it since February. Realistically, <laughs> I thought February seventh is my my day of freedom. Yeah, That's where it all began. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have been sooner, but Coinbase holds your money if you buy wrong, and they're monsters about it. Oh uh, mm, yeah, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, I know. I tried. I tried yeah. warning you, yeah. <laughs> and then you guys went on a. You went to PA. It uh, it ended up inadvertently helping me because right after I had like put in and everything, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't able to go in for a week. But that next week, there was a big sale. That was when Hoge. the dip happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that you could buy it cheaper. They had big discounts. Yeah. So it ended up helping me. Uh, nice. You know, Jizel actually, he he kind of got, um, well, he lost he lost a lot of money in it. it, it Did he end up selling it? No. Oh, thank God. Because no. it kept on climbing back up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's what it is. As long as you hold and you don't sell, even if it drops below your value, you know, you're worth nothing. Yeah. As I, long as you don't touch it, it has a chance to revive. And a lot of these coins do. Doge, Doge is doing amazing. Doge is the biggest um like cryptocurrency that most people know about. You got Bitcoin, you got Ethereum, and you got Doge. Yep. Those are like the top three that you could ask a normal like a standard person and they'd probably know about one of those three right. minimum. Yeah. Um uh, I lost my train. I, I think people it. would actually know more about Doge than Ethereum even. Yeah, Ethereum mm-hmm. even isn't that big. Doge is on the news all the time. Yeah. Ethereum's not really on the news. Bitcoin Good and Doge point. have been on the news. Ethereum right. is just, um, it's what I use. I, I'm on the Ethereum blockchain. That's what right. I try to buy all my stuff. Um, it's it's just an easy way to trade, honestly. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like buying penny stocks. That's mm-hmm. where, that's what I do. I buy penny stocks that are one quadrillionth of a penny. Yeah. And I buy so many of them that it's worth it. Right. Eventually, uh, it, it uh, eventually. one of them will turn a profit. Yeah. I mean, even if it goes up to, you know, a uh, hundred trillionths of a penny, I've still gone up ten times in value. Right. Yeah. That's still amazing. The, every time it goes up a zero, you're, you're ten times in value whatever you had before. So. Mm-hmm. If, if it's pretty easy to watch it's really easy to to see how fast it can climb and really take off um and it's really easy to capitalize on so how how do you keep track of all this stuff because it, it seems like you just have your app and you can mm-hmm. keep track of it really easily like there's a there's a program already set up for you where you can just okay well yeah. here we are yeah so i mean there's i i keep track of all of it in just a cryptocurrency wallet there's a bunch of different ones. There's like Trust Wallet, MetaMask. Um, I use Coinbase Wallet just because that's what's easily accessible for um, kind of like the United States in general. MetaMask is pretty easy, um, but Coinbase is the easiest way to do it. It's it's easy to buy into. It's easy to move stuff around. It's very user intuitive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have to take any extra steps when you buy a coin on it. You just buy it. And then it shows up in your wallet. And then you hold on to it. Um, but everything on the actual blockchain itself for Ethereum, all these coins I'm trading, is on a site called Etherscan. And every single wallet that's ever held an Ethereum coin ever, or any part of Ethereum, um, is their data is saved on this website. You may not know who they are. All these wallets are, are private. You don't you don't get a name attached mm-hmm. to them. It's just a string of code that's your wallet identifier. Right. It's like almost impossible to it's almost track imp- it back. It's impossible to track someone. Yeah. The, the only way to do it is with, you know, like Coinbase reports to the IRS. Right. But even then, the they don't report my Coinbase wallet. They only report my Coinbase sellings. The Coinbase wallet is completely separate, and it's a good way to avoid having the government take your money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I mean, it would be like if you pay taxes. If you bought, um, let's say, <laughs> something like kind of kind of weird here, a hundred thousand pens, right? Okay. And and then you went, you you wouldn't have to pay taxes on those until you went and sold them again. Base right? kind of. Yeah. Pens. Yes. Well, with any any item, right? right. Like if you if you buy, if you have a reseller permit, you don't have to pay taxes. You have to go through some motions, like have a business, and then you can buy a hundred thousand pens without taxes, and then you only have to pay the taxes when you sell them. Oh, right, right. Yeah. right. That's that's what I'm saying. Is is uh, you don't you don't have to pay taxes on on your coin until you sell it. Right. You just you just pay on the amount of money that you made from the coin. Right. Yes. If so you can prove even, that it's you're... not even the amount that you sell it. So, so what I'm doing is, um, I mean, this is fine. This isn't. It's not like it's shady or something. I I do all my trading inside my wallet. Right. The only way that you get taxed is once you convert your cryptocurrencies to fiat, which would be U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you turn it back okay. into U.S. dollar to withdraw it, you, it's not taxable. Right. It's right. not taxable. It's not counted in that year until you do that. Once you do that, you have to report it as, for taxes because then you've turned into fiat currency. It's it's U.S. currency again, and you it's an income. Money. It's income. Yeah, right. It's income. It's capital gains, and you got to pay it. Um, but until you turn it back to U.S. dollar, you don't have to pay taxes on it. So what I do is, I mean, I'm trading with Ethereum. I use Ethereum, and let's say I bought Hoge, and then that Hoge went up ten times in value, and I pulled it all out. Let's say I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I turned it back to Ethereum and turned one Ethereum into ten Ethereum, I don't have to report that yet. Right. Because it's not right. US dollar. I don't gotta worry about Unless it. Unless you turn it back into Unless I do. Yeah. Until then though, it's just Ethereum and I can keep making that Ethereum exponentially grow, which is what I've been doing. I've just been reinvesting the same pile of money over and over and making it grow. Um and you don't have to take worry about taxes on that until you withdraw it. Ethereum is actually looking pretty good Ethereum's right now. Ethereum's doing great again. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Going, started climbing. It's going back up. It's uh, at uh, 2,800, I think, yeah. last time. It's beautiful. I think it was 2,800 when I looked I, a few minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <same thing. laughs> Let's pull out the old uh, Coinbase 2823.06. Yeah. That's good up to hear. 10% exactly on the day. What wow. a wonderful number. Hoge is on its way back up, too. It's at uh, 0. .000410. Yeah. Man. Good. Yeah, the whole market looks like it's going up. Feels like it's recovering. Market is up. It was down for a while. Yeah, that was. It's been a bad week uh, for a lot of people. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a numbers question, Zach. Go for it. So you're saying that you, um, your initial investment that you put into Hoge, uh, it in, you said it was like a 500 times, 500 times in value at its peak. Okay, so is that is that average? Is that a really really good run? 
Um, are there coins that do better? Obviously, there's there are a coins, lot of coins that do worse. There's coins that do better. There's a lot of coins that do worse. I'd say average that you could expect a coin to do. I mean, it depends where you buy in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're if you're in the first, you know, ten buyers within like five minutes of it launching, and you got in quick, and you got your sale through fast, and you made it real early, you know, you you can see anywhere upwards of you know thousands of dollars worth of profit, but or thousands of times thousands of times yep. yeah um thousands of times a profit but you might not be able to withdraw that profit you can see that you're worth that but there might not be enough um people like buyers the, willing to buy it kind of the the way that you withdraw the money and you buy these coins is you take ethereum and they create a token they pool them together so you say you have 20 ethereum and a hundred thousand of let, um, I'm just I'm gonna say coin. It's just coin. That's the name of it. Some random so you coin. Have 100,000 coin and 10 Ethereum. You put those together into a pool. Every time someone buys, they use Ethereum to put into the pool and they pull out coin. If they're selling it, they sell coin and they pull out Ethereum. So, you know, if if I buy in and if there's a low enough pool, some coins they do like a hundred percent of the token, like a like one quadrillion tokens to two Ethereum. And that's how they launch it. That's how it starts. So if you buy in for 0.5 Ethereum, you get a fifth of the, the pool. You get 20% of the tokens. There. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to... S- and then, you know, 10 more people buy in on top of you. Say, now there's even just 10 Ethereum in the pool. It's It's gone up five times in value from where you bought in, but y- you can't withdraw all that. You you have... It would say that your value of those 20, 000, 20 quadrillion tokens... Because so many tokens are going to disappear as people buy in, it's going to say, you know, you're probably worth a couple hundred thousand dollars, but there's only 10 Ethereum in the pool. You can only sell to take that 10 Ethereum. Right. And as okay. you sell and that put the sense. tokens back in, um, so much value drops in the coin from you selling that you won't even get 10 Ethereum if you full sold. You might get five. So over time, more Ethereum makes its way into the pool. It keeps on going, and that's what gets you your actual value. Good but even to, at good that way to point, put it. they they have so much of the supply that no matter what, it's going to say they're worth a lot of money. They're worth a ton of money in quotation marks. They're worth it, um, but they can't actually get that value. Like uh, in in Froge is my top coin. That's the one that I hold the most in. I'm a huge holder, um, and it's it's one that does a charity towards um, helping provide the cool earth foundation with money to help preserve rainforests is the easiest way to say it i guess um it's it's a coin that i hold a lot of i'm one of the i'm like the number four holder in it out of like four thousand people i hold a lot i put a lot of money into it i haven't really pulled out enough out of it that i, I should have <laughs> if if i pulled out at the top uh i'd it would have been like six hundred thousand. it was worth a million at the top a million i, I had a net worth of a million if i would have pulled it all at once i probably would have got six hundred thousand. didn't touch it that's mean. I'm not going to screw people over. Right. The right. whole the whole uh, coin would the coin would have crashed. It would have killed the top it would have killed the volume um, instantly. It would have dropped the value of the coin a little over fifty percent. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it would have killed the coin's value so much. Uniswap wouldn't even let me trade that if I wanted to. <laughs> I I couldn't transfer it if I wanted to. I'd have to do a bunch of little transactions and kill the coin over five because right. like, it wouldn't let me sell it once. <laughs> I looked at it. It uh, it doesn't work. Um. So is that kind of weird that for you that you don't have a hundred, so you don't have a hundred percent, uh, 
Like autonomy? Autonomy, yeah, that's what I was looking for. You don't have 100% autonomy over the coin that you're, that you're holding. holding. Yeah, there there is some sort of like barriers for you. Kind of. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen... The problem is I don't know how to do it personally. I've seen people sell enough that it cr- completely kills the coin. Like like mm. earlier, um, before we started talking, I was talking about this one called Dark Query. Um, I, I had bought into it for a little over 12 Ethereum. Which was a decent amount of money at the time. It was it was probably a little over thirty grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and at its peak value, it was it was climbing, and it was a really great coin. It had a great it had a great idea. They really wanted to keep it um, going. The dev the developer for it he he talked a lot. He was very he was very active. He was super cool with everybody. Um, but he held sixty percent of the coin, and he mm-hmm. sold it all at once. <laughs> so yeah. I have no idea how he did it. Uniswap won't let me do that, so I don't know how he possibly could have. But he did. He sold hmm. 60% of it once, took 1,000 Ethereum from the liquidity pool, and vanished into thin air. Gone. $2.2 million worth of Ethereum, and he's gone. Just vanished. And everyone's like, bruh. That's <laughs> kind of a bruh moment right That's there. That's kind of a bruh moment. Yeah. And, right. and, and, you, and you are allowed to do that. There's no law that's saying, saying that you can't do that. No, that is scamming. That is 100% scamming. That oh, okay. Illegal. If the FTC catches him, he's going to jail for a long time. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Okay. Even though he started the coin and... He started the coin. He he. It's a scam. Scamming is not allowed under U.S. law. Right. So you said something about uh, earlier about him having like a, a document that... <laughs> he, he wrote what's called a white paper. Okay. Um, right. It's yeah. just kind of like a, a business rights, a... Mm-hmm like uh almost like a roadmap say so, hey this is what we're about this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna accomplish it 520 pages like like a 520 page essay with with figures and statistic charts all this wow. stuff so much so much info it looked so real and then he just pulled all the money out left well maybe that's what he planned on doing he probably he probably for sure did he and said he i'm saw... gonna make it look good maybe he did maybe he's like oh i could you know build this over time and then maybe he just looked at it and he's like i'm I could take two point two million dollars. Yeah, just or I could work on this, right and I, I could stress and work on this for months, or I could take two point two million dollars and retire, do whatever I want. Yeah, he took the two point two million. <laughs> right. Yeah. He yeah uh, he took the easy way out. Right. Um, and that's it's, it's pretty it sucks. It really yeah. sucks. It, it sucks that there's so many scammers in in crypto trading because so, it's decentralized and there's no one that can usually track them. What's been your biggest loss? My biggest loss? Ooh. Like, at once? Asking yeah. the hard questions. Like, Jeez. It's a great question. I mean, that, that was my biggest loss. Dark how much Murray. How much was it? Like, a little over 30 grand. Oh. It's gone instantly. Is that the most you've lost? Like, have you lost more gambling? Like, at a casino? Yeah. No. No. This is more money than I've ever had for casino gambling. Okay. Um, like, my peak uh, casino bankrolls, like, at their most, would be, like, seven grand. Okay. Um, and I would take that in, and I've never lost seven grand at a casino. The most I've lost at like a casino gambling, like all at once, was like forty five hundred. Okay. In like, in like two hours. Oh no! <laughs> Ouch! But uh, wait, so, what games are you playing? Uh, I play a lot of craps. Okay. Got so, I like craps. I like blackjack. I'm better at blackjack than craps. For our uh, our listeners here. You are also... I'm a degenerate gambler. Yeah. <laughs> I've been gambling since I turned 18. The moment I could step in a casino, I started gambling. Just love it, huh? I love it. I love the casino environment. I love everything about statistics. I love the odds. 
so I love the chance to win money <laughs> with that all being said a little disclaimer is that none of this is financial advice this is not financial advice i i only do this because i've done it for a long time right i've i understand i've always i uh i budget for gambling yeah for you know my four years working as an emt i i budget it every month i would pull out and i would say you know I'm going to take, you know, 400 bucks a month and it's going to my gambling fund. And yeah. it's so that I can go use it. So I can go to the casino and go have fun. It's my hobby. Mm-hmm. Like gambling is a hobby to me. It's not, it's. If I you budget it in, there are more expensive hobbies. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's way more expensive hobbies than gambling. Um, And I mean, that's the safest way to do it. As long as you're not going in risking something you can't afford to lose. And then you're just enjoying yourself. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's human. That's fine. I don't judge people for that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going in saying, I got to double this rent money so that I have rent for two months instead of right. one month, well, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, don't oh, do that. I just got a paycheck. <laughs> I got to spend it somewhere, yeah, like kind of deal. Don't, don't do that. It's not, it's not safe. It's not smart. It's not reasonable. But mm-hmm. if you plan for it and you actively say, you know, I'm going to put, you know, 5% or 10% of a paycheck away each month and I'll use that to go gamble and maybe I'll build up for a few months and have one big gambling spree or maybe I'll just go once a month or spread it out over a couple times a month. If you go play slots at the casino, you're stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like sometimes it's fun, sometimes you hit big, but don't seems yeah. like the games you play there's more skill involved to where you can actually increase your odds by being good at the game yeah if, if i'm going to the casino and i'm there to try to win money um because I, I don't i don't want to if i'm playing craps if i'm playing roulette if i'm playing text like ultimate texas hold'em i'm gambling i'm having fun if i'm playing blackjack i'm there to win money yeah i'm not gambling i play i take it very seriously if someone is near me and they don't know how to play i leave I'm not playing with them. <laughs> They're going to ruin it for me. They ruin the deck. They really do. If you get uh, someone that doesn't know how to play, um, I won't even, like the local casino here, Seven Seaters, um, I, I won't even go and gamble there. Or yeah. I, won't, I won't play blackjack. I'll gamble there. I won't play blackjack there because they don't do it fair. So a lot of places, they shuffle by hand and they cut it and you get to do that and you get to see that. Hmm. Seven Seaters uses an auto shuffler. Every single uh, hand that gets dealt between everyone, you know, if there's six people at the table, there's six hands, every single hand just immediately goes back in and they reshuffle instantly. Uh, you have no chance to win. You have no chance. That lowers your odds to lower than slots. Yeah. And people still go there and fill that table every day. I see. And they lose their money all day. And maybe one in 20 trips, they might make a little bit of money. And they're like, I did it. I made money. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. I had a good time. But for the most part, like, you're losing you just lose you cannot you cannot increase your own odds to play better to do that and i'm not saying card count i'm not saying go in card count somewhere right <laughs> you will get caught right mm-hmm. you will get caught they catch you they will blacklist you from every casino in america you don't do it yeah unless you're really good at it <laughs> <laughs> because it's not illegal it to is card not count. illegal to card count but the casino can deny you service they can right. say we don't want you to play they can they can walk up they could limit you they i mean they do they do a lot of stuff the first time i went to i think i gopro's me. dying oh gopro's yeah. dead all right the GoPro's dying. <laughs> uh, but uh the first time i ever thought that i was actually gonna have to deal with um thinking that someone thought i was counting was my first time in vegas oh really it was a really fun trip i got there two hours after the vegas shooting oh (laughs) no my phone was blowing up with people like are you okay are you okay i'm like i don't know i just got here they're like i'm like why (laughs) yeah did you have you not heard i'm like no 
Well, there was wow. a shooting at the country music festival. Well, that explains all this traffic. That sucks. Yeah. They blocked off like every street. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, it honestly, I mean, it sucked. It was a tragedy. Yeah. Um, uh, it was bad. I mean, a lot of people were freaked out by it. There was still like blood in the streets. Yeah. When you were walking down, people that like ran off and were dripping a little bit. There was there was little drips of blood. Yeah. Like up and down Las Vegas Boulevard. It was, it wasn't great. Yeah. But it made everything open up for free. Oh all, wow! All the casinos did all their stuff for free. All the events, all the like aquariums and stuff like that inside them. Everything was free. Wow, that's crazy. Vegas proud. Vegas together united. Wow. So yeah. I got to do all that stuff for free for my birthday. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Um, that's a silver lining. It's a silver lining. You know, it's like you know, some people got shot. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we should go that far. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, a horrible thing. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. So like back uh, to the horrible. <laughs> Back to, uh, there was a, um, someone thought you were card counting? I think so. So I was, I was at Caesar's Palace and I was, I was basically out. I'd, I'd been playing for like three days or four days and I was, it was the last night we were there and I was basically out of money. I had like 300 bucks left and I said, I mean, I want to play at Caesar's Palace. I haven't really played there yet. Yeah. Um, so I went and I sat down at this, uh, this lucky stiff blackjack table. And I mean, this is when I was still... I mean, I was 21. I was pretty fresh. I'd only been th- playing for three years, but I didn't know how to count or anything like that. I didn't. I didn't know how to be able to keep track of anything really. I just played. I just played. I just had fun with it. I just had. I did gut feelings. I thought about, you know, what cards the dealer has versus mine. That was mm-hmm. all I really counted for. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't think about further cards i just thought about those right like the very the very the basic, basic stuff the like what n- most people when yeah. they go to a casino what exactly. they're thinking of when they're uh, playing blackjack right yeah the, the like basic stuff the kind of stuff that you would be upset about today like if someone didn't know that yeah y- yeah. They, 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 yeah they usually screw you now yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, pr- I would have screwed a lot of people yeah but the but the thing was i didn't i was in a good seat i was at the i was the first seat at the table and uh like the first one they deal to and I was getting, oh, I was I was on a roll. I was on a luck streak. I went, I went for my three hundred dollars, and I turned in like six grand in two hours. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and I'm sitting there playing, and the pit boss keeps walking by and, and mm-hmm. keeps on checking out, and I'm like, yeah, you know. And then eventually, it's like two a.m. or something. I'm sitting on a pretty good stack of money. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I should leave. Why would I? I'm not gonna stay. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I feel like I've the tar- the cards turned a little bit. I'm gonna walk away. That's a smart thing to do. So I go and I cash out and i'm they're like oh that's a lot like did you win big i'm like yeah and they're like did you use your card i'm like no did i I didn't even think i should use my card yet and they're like oh you should go because they they'll give you comps they'll like give you stuff so i went back over i'm like hey i was just here um can i can i get my points can i give you my card real quick to get the points and they're like yeah yeah no we we know you and and they check me in and they let me leave and so i i walk away and i'm I'm like ah you know i don't want to leave yet i'm still wide awake i'm feeling great i'm way up i'm gonna go play craps for a little bit so I go over to the craps table, and and I walk up, and I haven't done anything. Yet. I, I I walk up, I stand at the table, I set my chips down in the in the rack, and the pit boss comes over and says, "Oh hey Zach, how are you? How are you, Mr. Montgomery?" I'm like, "Oh, I didn't man. give you my card yet. Yeah. You shouldn't know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know me?" So they were watching me. They had yeah. cameras on me. They were watching me. They were seeing how I played, and they knew who I was. Yeah, and that's wow. what made me think. I'm gonna play for. Uh, I'm gonna I'm shoot twice and then I'm out. I'm not yeah. getting beat up, gangster style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caesar's Palace because they think I counted. I didn't. Yeah. I played legit. I played just gambling. You were yeah. yeah. legit gambling. Yeah. I was gambling, and uh, and they. Th- I think they thought I was counting. 
because they they knew my name. He shouldn't have known who I was. He's uh-huh. never seen me before ever, and he knew my name. Wow. That's not good yeah. when the pit boss knows your name. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> got to be a creepy a, feeling. And, yeah, unless you're like a frequent flyer and you know they see you all the time, they shouldn't know you. Let me let me ask you this: Do you uh, do you drink or anything when you gamble? No, not C- at clean all. sober mind. Clean. The most <laughs> the most I do is I. Uh, my last time I went, because my, my fiance is, she's not 21, so she can't drink. She can't play the game, so I, I would sit there, and I'd play for a little bit, and they'd give, because they give you free drinks all the time now, mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. they want you to get drunk. They want you to lose money. They're yep. horrible. Y- yep. They're yeah. mean. So I'd take my free drinks back up to the hotel room. Here, Sam, have, have a drink. <laughs> I'm going to go back down. Yeah. You know, hop tables every few minutes, get a free drink, bring it back up. <laughs> someone's having fun at least someone's gonna get use out of it uh-huh. and i mean every time i went back up I, I was on a good streak the last time i played too like I, I won a lot the last time in vegas again um and it was just fun yeah. <laughs> sam didn't really like it she she couldn't have fun down there because there's nothing to do if you're not 21 right yeah there's a lot to do but not not fun enough things to do yeah. you know um if you can't really drink and enjoy the atmosphere and be part of the casino environment then it's it's not that fun it's it's any other city with lots of people in it right uh that's interesting that you earlier you said you were a degenerate gambler but a degenerate (laughs) it it kind (laughs) of sounds like you're not a real degen with like with casinos no i'm i was a very thoughtful very methodical mm-hmm. gambler mm-hmm. I, I really thought about it i put a lot of effort into it to make sure that i wasn't gonna hurt myself i wasn't gonna hurt anything I, you know it's i'm not gonna risk my ability to have a good life mm-hmm. by, right. by gambling right now when i say i'm dj i mean with crypto there's there's the scammers all the time mm-hmm. there's so many scammers they make a coin they act like it's gonna go super good uh people buy into it and then they just they just take all the money and leave that's mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to put it um and for a while, I was like, oh, you know, you shouldn't buy in early. That's that's risky. That's dumb. You know, that, that messes you up. But now I'm at a point where I've got such a good bankroll, I can afford to get scammed. Right. Uh... <laughs> because if you don't get scammed, the payoff is huge. Because right. you bought in before all the other people who thought, I'm going to wait until it's safe. I bought in early. I took the risk. And now I can reap the rewards because... They didn't scam me, right? <laughs> they exactly. they let it ride, and I kept on growing in value. Um, so looking back, you would say with Hoge, getting in on Hoge at the very beginning may not have like just it did pay off for you very well, but it wasn't. Oh, I could have lost, yeah, right? Because I, mean, I, I mean, to be fair, I didn't even know that scams existed then, right? I didn't yeah. even know people could just walk away with the money. That was yeah. something I found out after I'd already made all my money in Hoge, right? And, um. But if you put in 500 bucks on every single coin and uh, let's say that 25% of them are scams and you're still making money on the rest, only 5% of them actually take off. Like, yeah, you're, you're still going to turn a profit. You still turn a profit. Yeah, because you you're still up 10x or whatever on each whatever. coin. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because, you know, the one that does take off or they call it mooning. That's what they all go. They go, when yeah. moon? When is moon? Yeah. <laughs> when we go moon? Let's go space. When yeah. Mars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some Elon people Musk try Mars. Us to Mars. Elon's going to take us to Mars with him. Um, and a lot of people say stuff like that. But that just means, you know, when is it going to skyrocket? And and really, it's the easiest way to look at it is, is 
the people that buy in the first hundred people, if those people buy in and don't even sell and don't sell, they just hold. If they're willing to hold for a couple weeks and not touch it at all and ignore it, the coin would moon. It will. They've got they those hundred people since they bought in first, they get enough controlling shares in the coin that the people above them, no matter how much they're putting in, unless you know they're a multimillionaire dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a high position with you, they can't. They can't affect the coin enough to make it crash. The only people that can are those hundred people that bought in first. Mm. They can affect long-term rise and fall of coins. So when you get a strong holder base, I mean, that's that's the goal. Everyone wants everyone to hold. If everyone holds, it moons. Yeah. But there's so many people that are there trying to get a quick two times or three times and they leave. Because um, the people that are hoping for it to moon, you know, they put in... 200 bucks, 300 bucks. That's what they can afford. That's what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, but these big people that want to just make money, like some of these coins, I find if I know they're, they're crap, they suck. They're yeah. not going to, they they have no use. It's just people giving it value by buying into it. Um, I, I won't hold it forever. I won't buy in small either. I'll buy in big. I'll put instead of 0.1 Ethereum or 200 bucks, um, you know, I'll put in 10,000 and I'll let that sit for a few hours. And if it, if it goes up even if it goes up like 1.5x i'll I'll pull that out take a five grand gain yeah that's that's worth it to me yeah because i don't think the coin will have that much value or sometimes i'll even let it ride i'll just let it keep sitting i don't i don't have to mind too much um about whether or not it grows um Hmm. it's really fun stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it might it sounds different it's hard to explain it's hard to explain all of it it's a lot of fun to do uh when you're doing it right the risky part is um a lot of people these days they you know they buy they buy a few hundred bucks and if the coin fails you know you just lost a couple hundred bucks right it sucks the risk is is way higher when you don't have that much to bankroll yeah Um, which actually leads me to what i'm trying to do next now that i have a bankroll and i understand how to do it and and i know the research i'm i'm pretty consistently making money every day um, to the point where I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to feel too bad. Like I can take scams. I get scammed almost daily, you know, whether it's actually buying into a coin, whether it's talking to people and doing a pre-sale and, and buying privately, sending them Ethereum and they send me some right. coin and, and then they're supposed to launch the coin and then they don't and they just vanish. Those people exist. They just disappear. Like it happened to me the other night. Yeah. Um, and it happens, you know. You suck, like Ella, yeah. if you're out there. Whoever you actually are, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're all horrible yeah. people. You scammers. <laughs> you suck. Uh, but the, the thing is, I mean, I want to help other people make money. Like, I've, I've got a lot of coworkers. I've gotten family. I've gotten friends. A lot of people into buying crypto. Um, and it, the part of it that's hard is if they want to make the money like I do, they they have to buy in quick. They have to buy in early. They have to accept the risk that they might just get scammed. But that's not easy to do when you don't have a lot and, you know, you're putting in 200 or 300 bucks and that's all you, that's what you can afford for a month. It know? seems like a lot of people have the scarcity of time and attention to give it. Um, like yeah. there are a lot of people that, I mean, they're, they're able to do it. But they're like, oh, I work all day. I don't have time to worry you about that. You don't have time to worry about yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. You can't pay attention to it. What was nice is I was an EMT. I was up 24 hours a day basically because yeah. we were so overworked. Yep. We're understaffed. I had to be up 24 hours. I might as well be on my phone the whole time. You can time just watch the entire time. I was able to watch it the whole time. 
a lot of people can't do that in their day-to-day life. Right. A long drive over to Seattle, you just watch yeah, crypto. Just sit in the back, you know, ignore the patient. It's whatever. They're fine. They're sleeping anyway. It's BLS. They, they really if they are. sent it with me, <laughs> it wasn't going to go bad on the way there. And they really are sleeping. They're usually sleeping. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the prisoner's dilemma? Um, you mean like the the... It's like kind of a thought experiment. The one that they actually did? No, no. Like the Stanford no, prison experiment? No, no. no. It's, oh, okay. it's called the prisoner's dilemma. So essentially, you pretend that you were in a bank heist with okay. a guy. Okay, you and this other guy, you, uh, you rob a bank. Um, it was unarmed, though, so it's not, you're not talking about really long term. Not, not felony, like... It's, it's enough but, that you're going to jail, but you're yeah. not like on death, like, right. life sentence. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Maximum so you, okay. you rob this bank with your partner. Okay. They separate you and your partner. Um, you're both in different rooms, and the cops come up to you and they say, look, we're going to cut you a deal. Okay. So if you guys both rat on each other, you're getting five years. Both of you are getting five years in jail. If one of you wrestling, that one gets 10 years. Yeah. And then if the other guy doesn't rat, uh, it, so like, okay, if neither of you rat, then you're probably both going to get like two years. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it, yeah, but neither of you rat, you both get two years. So I'm gambling on whether or not my partner's going to rat me out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it sounds like. In some ways, the crypto market is kind of like that where, okay, so if everybody, if nobody rats, everybody just holds, then it's going to moon and you're going to like, everybody is going to do well. Yeah. But if one person messes it up, up, screws everyone, then it screws everyone. And then they, yeah, they call it panic selling. So if, if a big whale, say like one of the top holders, you know, top 50 even he sells everything at once it usually creates a decent dip anywhere from like 10 to 20 percent in value all at once um if someone like that sells everyone's like oh no the coin's failing everyone everyone run everybody sell and they all start selling and they cause this cascade and they cause it to plummet in value um and that's usually what happens is if 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 someone fails in it then everyone starts selling but typically um, most of the coins there's just so many people holding early that they're constantly you know selling to make a quick gain mm-hmm. there, there's too many coins out there that do that mm-hmm. where they it's like they all rat on each other oh, they're all gotcha. rats everyone's rats ratting is the strategy mm-hmm. yeah. in their eyes they don't understand that if if you just stay together and don't sell then it, everything's fine and they'd make a lot more they'd make a lot more run yeah they would they'd make a lot more and they just don't quite get it yet yeah. um they're just in it for the quick turn around and they're hoping to make a quick buck off it and usually and some of those people might be like someone that goes to casino they make you know they double their money and they leave and they're like oh, i'm never going to casino again i've beat the casino <laughs> i beat them <laughs> right suckers right yeah and they feel that way some of those people they they buy and sell crypto and then they're done that's it they do like a one and done those people exist um which means it's not a bad way to do it but you're not losing you're not losing you're not losing for sure you just you only made a profit and you're good and you can call it you know good and leave but really holding and getting a large group of people that want to hold is is the best way to make any of these coins rise. Um, yeah. I just wish more people saw that and understood it. Like, I, I try to explain to people, like, hey, um, you know, this is on Hoge. You know, I did hold, and it went up crazy value because I held because I didn't want to sell it. 
you know, I could have sold it when when everyone was telling me to at work. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm, at, I'm worth like ten grand, and they're like, David Copeland, sell it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. man, no. I'm not gonna sell it. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Why would I sell it? It's rising in value for like apparently no reason. Why would I sell it yet? Yeah. And he kept saying, oh, you should sell it. You know, you just you're gonna feel bad. I'm I'm gonna feel bad if I see that you lost all that money because you didn't sell. And I mean, it's not my money until I sell it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. Way to think it doesn't really it. exist. It doesn't exist until you pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the the best way to think about it. Because then, if if it does drop in value, it's like eh, I mean, I didn't have it yet. It didn't exist yet. Right. It was all mm-hmm. figurative money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't hurt. Like like Froge, at its peak value, I was worth over a million. Mm-hmm. Now I'm worth about one hundred fifty thousand. Um, it's fine. It yeah. felt good when it was a million. Yeah. <laughs> I, was pretty, I, held my, I looked at it and I tried to screenshot it as fast as I could and I missed it. Oh, I missed it by a second because it, was, it only it was only above a million for like two minutes. Mm. And it took that it took a time to um match my wallet and say oh, yeah. you know, hey, hey, you're worth a million. Uh and I couldn't screenshot it in time. Mm. And then it dropped and then it just kept on going because we had a few of our um they're not even really whales, they're just like the top fifty holders. Um two of them sold out everything they had over like a week and crashed the price. And it's, so I'm down, you know, 85% in value right now, which isn't horrible because it, it was lower than this when I bought in still, like I'm still not even close to the value where I started. Like I I've probably put in total like 50,000 into it. So I'm still mm-hmm. up like three times, which doesn't yeah. sound great considering at one point it was 20 times and I was, yeah, a millionaire. Who's to say where it's going to go, though? <laughs> Who's to say where it's going to go from here? Who's to say? Right. Who's yeah. to say? I think it'll keep going up. The team's really working hard on it, and they they want to make it climb. All of them. They really do. They're trying their hardest. They're, they hit little snags, and then people come in, and they do what's called FUD. They spread fear, fear uncertainty, um, uncertainty, and distrust or doubt. Yeah, you doubt. Know, wh- wh- so many people say so many different things. You know, untrust, yeah. which stupid yeah. <laughs> untrust <laughs> untrust uh, is that even a word uh, it might be these days <laughs> yeah. they they made a lot of words into more words if you go to the oxford dictionary right yeah, Colloquialism. That, yeah. um better is a word a betterer better really is a word. oh no Check wow. i could see better being being a noun like if you this person is a betterer they make things better, so they are a betterer. I can see, yeah, that might, that <laughs> makes might perfect be sense. How, it's, how it's described. But like bestest is a word. I'm the bestest at everything. Yeah, that's mm, it's harder a word. to... Oxford yeah. Dictionary, check it. Wow. <laughs> Man, if Hoge hit 10 cents, I would buy so many clothes. Yeah, you'd be set. <laughs> you'd be set for a while. Well, what's Hoge at now? Point zero 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 three. Nine zero. Okay, Actually, something like that. Did it go? So it's like one one thousand. It's one ten thousandth of ten cents, basically, or three thirty something ten. Oh, just at zero 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 four zero seven. Zero so zero it's, zero. It's gone up since we started the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Woo. Do you Feeling still? Good? You still have a lot in Hoge? Uh, I no, not really. Um, really? at, my, at my peak, I had like 370 million tokens in Hoge. And right. I've got like 10 million right now. Jeez. Oh, I, wow. It's still a decent amount, but yeah. it's not, you know, what I used to have. Right. I only but, have uh, 7 million. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was smarter at the time to reinvest it. In, at, when it when it dropped in price, it was it felt smarter to reinvest it into other things and let it grow again. Yeah. Um, 
I, for a bit, I kept on, I would rebuy into Hoge and try to let it climb and, and then resell it and move it around again. I, I tried to figure out ways to make it, um, expand its value. And, and at this point, um, I might put more into it if it dips again, but right now it's, it's past the point where I sold and I don't want to rebuy in for a loss. That just sucks. I don't yeah. Um, on a side note, like the coolest, the, a lot of these coins, you know, you, you do take a loss on, but the cool part is you can write it off in your taxes at the end of the year. Really? It's a capital loss. If you sell it for a loss, it's a capital loss. Mm. You can write that off. Um, and I mean, I've, I looked into ta- for a while. Through like it, your personal account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I tried getting into stocks on Robinhood like two years ago. Exciting. And I didn't, I didn't understand it at all. Right, you know, buttons on a screen, yes. and it makes money. So I put in like, like eighty bucks into Spotify stock, and I made like four cents by the end of the year. <laughs> and then I counted that as a gain on my taxes. Right? Oh no! <laughs> and I used TurboTax, and if if you want them to calculate uh, taxes based on your uh, stocks. There's you a, have to pay extra. There's an extra fee. And it was more than what you made? It's more than what I put in. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, it's an overall win. <laughs> it uh, it turned me away from the stock market yeah. for a while. Yeah. Zach, uh, let me let me ask you a question. Go for it's it. about the M word. Oh. All right. Mill. That, that word. Mill? Millionaire. Millionaire. Oh. Million, actually. Oh, I oh. thought you I, said N. I was like, M- M- Oh, no. No, no, <laughs> no. no. We're not asking question questions about that. Be. M. 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 Let me ask you about the. Let me ask you about the. Uh, <clears throat> the word. <laughs> and everyone got quiet. Like, I saw yeah. both of you guys. You're just. I like, know that uh, actually made me. I was like, is it that big of a deal? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we should we should move on though. It's about the M word. Yep. I I heard a quote uh, uh, recently, and it's the first million is difficult, and the second second million is inevitable. Oh, I think I'm gonna. Oh, easily. Yeah. I'm, Would you agree I'm with that? Planning on becoming a millionaire. So, so. You're, most of the work comes with because once you have the equity you have or the capital, bankroll, you have the capital to do it. It's super easy to just keep on investing. Everyone, you know, like, uh, let's say Donald Trump. Okay, everyone makes fun of him. They're like, oh, you know, he got a million dollars from his daddy. Like, what an invest. Mm-hmm. That first mil, you can do so much once you have a bankroll. And he right. did. Everyone's like, "Oh, you know, he he did have to put in the work to make his empire come." Right. Like, you can't just be like, "Oh, you know, he got a starting." It's how many times he multiplied that he million. Kept multiplying it. Yes. He put effort and he made it grow. And that's basically that's what I'm at. Is I'm I have a good bankroll to start with, and I can make it grow. It's not a million dollar bankroll, um, but it's enough that in this current market, I can make it work. I can grow from here. Yeah. So yes, I think the first million. Honestly, first million wasn't even hard. <laughs> when it got to that point, you I got mean, technically lots of thumbs on a phone screen. I'm not a millionaire, but you got but when it was really lucky as well. I mean, on Hoge, I got lucky with Froge. I didn't. Froge, that's, I put in the fair. effort. I yeah. put in the work. I yeah, I promoted it for a while. I talked to a lot of people about it. Um, yeah, yeah so I put in the effort to make it grow. It, yeah. Explain what that means. Like what all goes into promoting Froge and uh, sure, coins. I mean, so uh, a lot of it's just getting people to be aware of it. 
Um, if they're if they're not in the crypto market, it's a lot harder to to get someone to buy into crypto. But if they're already in crypto, I mean, it's it's easy as going to Reddit. You know, there's hundreds of different uh, subreddits for, for yeah. cryptocurrencies yeah. that people browse daily, and they're like, oh, what's going to be the next big one? You make a post in every single one of these, you're bound to get some people to come check out your coin. And maybe they're like, oh, I like that. I'll buy into that. Why not? I think it'll grow. And you just do that daily, basically. Um, I mean, I, I went through Reddit daily. I would go through 4chan daily. I mean... Slash biz. Yeah, I'd go on biz and then uh, degenerate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it works. And I mean... A lot of people see it. A lot the, of people see it. A lot of people will get into it. A lot of people might buy in. Um, and you just keep on going on stuff like, like Telegram. I'm in like 60 different Telegram chat rooms where I'll put, I'll, I'll sit at my computer, I'll make a notepad document and I'll type out this, this page long, um, promotion. They call it shilling. <laughs> I don't call it that. It's a, it's a horrible way to sound it. It just sounds bad. I promote, I advertise. Right. Uh, so I'll write out a page of advertisement, you know, I'll say, here's the coin. Here's what it does. Here's why I think it'll keep on climbing. And here's some uh, here's some information. Here's some links about it. Here's the the main Telegram group for it. Here's where everyone talks. Here's here's where um, the chart is. Here's how its value works. Here's the holder list. Here's all these different kinds of things. Um, oh, Brady, could you pass me the beard oil? <laughs> where where is that? Is that behind the speaker there? Thank you. This is not beard oil. Oh, that looks like beard oil. I was gonna say that's that, definitely uh, that's a mystery. Thirty second mysteries. Yeah, oh, we, <laughs> we can play that one. Can we solve one? We'll wow, I'll we'll try that at some point. Yeah, we sh- we should do that yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you you're writing out all. Uh, <laughs> so I write. I just basically I make advertisements. You, you shall. And I post it in as many places at once as I can. Yeah. Throughout the day, um, I might post it a couple times in a day. If when I was really really into it, I was I was putting in a lot of work daily. I was daily going in. I was waking up early. I was starting the day. I was finding new information about my coins, and I would post them, and I would go and post them on all these different ways to, to get people to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it gets a little tiring. I've slowed down a little bit. I'm comfortable. I'm at a point yeah. where I don't... Let let the, uh, let the younger souls out there shill. Kind of. So, I mean, at, at, when I started this, I didn't have a big bank i didn't have a massive bankroll i had an okay bankroll um i was able to invest and i had just quit my job <laughs> right so <laughs> right I you quit your job before before i had the full bankroll i'm at now i already quit because i knew it was but you're already work. you're already in the game you i was just, already in the game okay yeah i, I was like whoa the, quite the risk kind of i i would have quit sooner i would have quit back and start of april but my PTO renewed in May. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I stayed till May so I could get my PTO. Sure. I had a lot of it. I earned it. Give me yep. my money. Yes. <laughs> if you're not going to give me a better paycheck, give me my money. <laughs> yep. Because I can't. And I mean, it's not even like I wanted to stay and get it cashed out to me. No, no. You don't get overtime for that. Right. I'm using my PTO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to yep. burn it. So I'm on PTO right now, realistically. Oh, yeah. The end of the month. Yeah. I've, I've and seen then, your... Uh, uh, and then I'm part time. it on the timesheets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, PTO. Oh man. <laughs> but if if I didn't have that PTO to think about, I definitely would have quit sooner, and just focused on this and done a lot more. But now I'm at a point where I've got a good enough bankroll that, and I've got so much equity spread between 
not like coins that I'm still sitting on where I've already pulled the profit. I'm good. And I just have equity sitting there. I'm hoping they keep going. Some of them, they just stay at the same value for a long time. And some of them drop in value. Um, but it's money that's just sitting there that if I really needed to, I mean, I could look up one of these old coins that I'm not even paying attention to anymore that I've still got a couple of Ethereum worth of value. And, uh, I can take that and just pull it out real quick if I really need it. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, why not let it have a chance to grow? Give it a chance to moon. Um, so I don't really go around. I don't, I don't wake up early anymore. I sleep in every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling myself that I want to wake up early and start um, really promoting again and, and trying to make stuff climb. But I'm, I'm just very comfortable at this point. I don't, I don't stress very much. How many hours a day would you say you spend like working, working on it? Yes. I mean, when I was like, like physically focusing and, and like doing this because you have to and, and doing like trading, like paying attention to it. Sure. Like today or like previous on average, on average. Um, I mean, at minimum, maybe like four hours a day. Okay. Um, spread out throughout the day, whether I'm checking my phone real quick or, or sitting at a computer. If, if I'm at home though, I mean, I have. Like I, I play games, <laughs> right? I sit there and I game while I'm trading. That's yeah. all I do. I I sit on Escape from Tarkov and I camp. Uh, of course. I sit at exits where people have to go so they can take their gear and leave. Oh my and I gosh. camp them and I kill them at the camping spot because wow. I don't have to pay attention to it. And I do that in the background while I'm trading cryptocurrencies and writing up whether I'm <laughs> writing up a page or talking to people, whatever I'm doing. I just play games. Yeah. I have two monitors, so I'm playing games on monitor one and monitor two has charts. Um, I mean, it's got, you know, anywhere from if I'm just paying attention to one coin or up to like five, maybe more. Um, and they all just sit there and I can, they constantly refresh on their own so I can see, you know, where they're climbing and falling. I look at them. I say, do I need to worry about this one? Should I pull stuff out? Um, and it's not even, it's not really work. Right. Honestly. More like monitoring. And it's just monitoring. It's just sitting there and looking around and saying, oh, you know, this. It's like making the occasional calculated move. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not so much as It seems like promoting is just, more of your physically sitting down. You know, I don't really want to be doing work. this, but. Yeah, promoting is work. It's, you know, I have to get the information, get it ready and, and make it make it happen. But if it's already happening, there's enough people doing it. I was one of the first people doing it for a long time with Froge. It's someone else's turn for a little bit. Cool. I'm going to take a break. Yeah. So you worked for a private ambulance company for four years, sorry? A little over four. Yeah. Four years, two months. Okay. Yeah. And how Sometimes. did you get started there? Uh, so I started as a uh, resident firefighter in Jefferson County for East Jefferson. And it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> their, their, uh, the motto that they had for me was... Uh, you are not to be seen or heard throughout the day. <laughs> You're just supposed to work, like go down in the engine room and like clean or do whatever, clean everything, basically study, do whatever. Uh, and like one of the guys, even he would, he would stand cause it, the bay is at the bottom of a three story and they had windows from the top floor that they could look down and, and check stuff. Um, cause that's where the day quarters was. He would sit up there in that window with a, with a drone and he would fly it around what? in the engine room and like swing it at me, <laughs> like, and attack me. With what an it. inviting environment! Exactly. Oh, so, man. Uh, so eventually, I was like, "God, this just sucks. I'm not enjoying yeah. it here. I'm making 800 bucks a month oh. to work 240 hours a month. 
Jeez. That's insane. Yeah, it was a full time job, full time basically firefighter position, and I got paid eight hundred bucks a month in a busy city. <laughs> right. And, uh, um, and eventually, I one of the drills we were were just learning. You know, you you do your skill sheets and you're practicing. Um, I started talking to Joey, and Joey uh, Rodriguez is yeah. uh, he was our he was the manager at the time for the company, mm-hmm. um, Olympic Ambulance, and I used that to i talked to him at one of the drills and he's like you should just come work for me you make because he's a volunteer there and he's basically scalped me he headhunted me yeah <laughs> he's like just yeah. come work for me like <laughs> you'd, you'd make more money you have more options you get you're getting benefits like you actually get to enjoy doing this i'm like yeah yeah that's way better let's do right. it right <laughs> let's do it i'm out i'm out i'll quit today yeah <laughs> i'll quit the fire department and that's how i started olympic ambulance and uh, the first couple years were super easy, right? Super easy, super. It wasn't too busy. It was nice. Um, you know, liked every shift that we worked with. I had great relations with the fire department that we work alongside. Um, but I mean, this last year, as soon as I, and then I had to dispatch for a while because right. no one dispatched, and I was the only one that knew how to do it. Yeah. So I took over dispatching. What um, does that mean? S- sitting at a computer and typing in every call that comes in and assigning people to it and telling them to go well not telling them they know to go on calls right but making them go on the calls right? oh, okay and um, making sure that they are going on the making calls. sure they are going calling over at the loud phone that chirps throughout the base and be like oh man can you guys can you guys go to this call yeah <laughs> can you uh hey is anybody gonna go on this right anyone i don't care who I don't. You guys figure out a rotation for yourselves if you want to. I don't care. Just someone go on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's that easy. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's it sucked when I started because we usually have two dispatchers, and I got into dispatching as the second dispatcher, and I was only going to do it for a month or two. Yeah. Uh, then the other dispatcher that got me to come dispatch with him quit, <laughs> without telling me. He, he did it like a week in. That was Hayden. <laughs> Oh, really? Like a week into it. Wow. He didn't tell me he was going to be quitting anytime soon. He's like, oh, you know, just come do it with me. That way we'll, we'll change the schedule up so we're both, you know, comfortable. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fine. Then he quit a week into it. <laughs> so then I was the only dispatcher, and I was working basically every day unless yeah. I'm like, hey, I, I need today off. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. 12 hours a day every day. Sucked. That's uh, a lot of money, though. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That was the that year that I started that when I was doing that was the only year I made over six figures at Olympic Ambulance. I, that's uh, a lot of money. It is. I didn't it know is. that was possible. It is you possible. Were a paramedic. I I was. I mean, before that, I was working four hundred hours a month as an EMT, picking up incentive pay shifts all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I dispatched, where I was making a better base rate on top of working near seventy-two hours a week, or not even about sixty usually. Mm-hmm. 60 of, of of dispatch pay but on top of that i was picking up back half shifts sometimes and working as an emt in the meantime um or you know the days when we were super understaffed because this was this is a weird year for us where we were doing triple time oh i books. heard about off that. the books triple time Ooh, pay. that's like you get you get paid uh for multiple shifts yeah they they would pay you because triple time doesn't exist in the books so Mm. they would they would pay you for working two overtime shifts (laughs) but you would work one shift but they'd write it in as two overtime shifts with the same amount of hours to make it triple time right um and i I mean i worked a few of those i even worked with some with uh 
with one of your old partners. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tysol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we, you know, took like a patient down. It was one of the ones where we had to go to like, uh, it was the ABHS that's in, I want to say like, not even Kirkland, south of Seattle. Yeah. Renton area. I think, I, think I know the one you're it's, talking It's the about. one that they send us to that's always, Tukwila. Yeah. They send us to Tukwila. Yeah, Tukwila yeah, yeah. was not the destination. <laughs> oh, no. And we had to go south and we had to go down to Shayla's. Oh. <laughs> so it sucks when you're driving down and you're like, oh, I'm almost at Tukwila. I'm, I'm here. You get there. Hey, I've got this patient. Their name is XYZ. We aren't expecting XYZ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you mean? Let us look at the paperwork. This isn't our facility. Oh. <laughs> uh, they wrote in our address, but this is not where it's oh, going. You're going no. to the other one. Wow. You're going to the one that's two hours south of here. Right, right. <laughs> Sucker. You thought you were done. Yeah. You know, you're patient. Because it's always a psych if you're doing these transports. Right. They're a psych patient. They send you with psychs, uh. and then they send you to the wrong destination, and then the psych's mad that they're at the wrong destination because yeah. they thought their ride was over. Yeah. So I, uh, would that be a dispatch error? Like no, it's the hospital. The hospital. Uh. The, ho- the hospital. So I mean, we've got a lot of theories. Like one of them is, you know, oh, the hospital just messes up because the facility has the same name. It's just different location. A lot of us, though, we also think that they do it because we have guidelines on when you're allowed to send out transports because for safety issues, right. for driving and in the where, middle of the night, where they're supposed to go, where they're supposed to go. So if they put it inside King County, we'll take it at any time. Doesn't yeah. matter. If it's outside King County um, or Pierce County after 10 p.m. for a psych, we're not supposed to take it. We don't take it. So they say it's going in King County. Yeah. You get to the King County location. It's actually in Thurston County. you got to go south now. And you've already got the patient, so it's not like you can say no anymore. Right. Yeah. You're pretty screwed. You're pretty set in. Um, four years was too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. It's, it's a long time in EMS. Uh I mean, I mean, a lot, a lot of people do more, and I'm sure, like, if any, you know, diehard EMT or paramedics, like, oh, what a wuss, only four years. <laughs> it sucks when you're at a company that doesn't care about you <laughs> as much. They, they're not that nice to us. They, they definitely overwork people. We got lunch boxes during EMS week. I'm glad you got a lunch box. <laughs> See, we used to get full on duffel bags. Now oh, you get lunch boxes. They, they like. That's the same duffel bag. That duffel like bag quarter, that I'm bringing every day. It's like a quarter of the size. Yeah, and it, they're nice ones. They're like the canvas duffel bag. It's like, like that by that. Oh yeah, they made. They got so many of those for us. You got a lunchbox this year. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting screwed severely. I, I, Josh has my lunchbox. It's in his truck. He said he was gonna bring it to me at some oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I still get you mine. Still get yours. I get mine. I'm still an employee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, Olympic ambulance. I can screw them over right now. Uh-oh. So, I'm on PTO, right? Yeah. When you're on PTO, they can't terminate your position. It has to be available when you come off PTO, uh, right? okay, yeah. Right? They terminated my position. <laughs> you're in my position. They switched it to a night car. Oh, my position doesn't exist anymore. Right. yeah. They took it away from me. Yeah. I could sue. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't no. care that much. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I want it out anyways. Yeah. Um, but they did. They terminated my position without, That's true. A, without telling me. That's true. It's a good thing I was planning to quit after, going, <laughs> after my PTO. Luckily, though, we're, we were on A shift, which is the best shift. Alpha dogs. 
mean, <laughs> yeah, out of the three shifts, I like A shift the most. Yeah. Currently. What's... You just B shift. It, it, the difference between the shifts is just who's working on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just three different schedules of people. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And is it something like A shift will always go out first and then B shift will always go out second or... No. I mean, so, the, I mean, the shifts each have 24-hour Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, gotcha. So, like, yeah. so the way it works um, is, like, A, B, A, B, um, C, B, A, C, A, C, B, C, A, B, A, B. Right. Whoa. Modified Detroit. <laughs> Modified Detroit. So you work... You work a day, you take a day off, you work a day, you take a day off, you work a day, then you take four days off. Gotcha. Right. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, it's a pretty easy schedule. It was a nice schedule. It just sucks because those in-between days, you're usually exhausted. Yeah. Because we work so much now. It used right. to be, you know, when I first started Olympic Ambulance, one of my shifts in Port Angeles, okay, a 48-hour shift, didn't run a single call, Holy didn't transport, smokes. didn't go out of town. I just sat there and played games and ate Little Caesars for two days straight <laughs> at Front Street at our base. That sounds like with, the dream. With Greg, <laughs> Mr. Waters. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Chief Waters. Uh, before he was chief. And, and we just hung out in our rooms and did nothing for two days. Yeah. Occasionally we'd come out, bump into each other, talk a little bit, be like, you want to get some more Little Caesars? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I'll order the. Pi- I'll order it. Let's let's not leave. Let's just have it delivered. It's right. down the block, but right. let's have it delivered. <laughs> it's easier. Um, and that's just how easy it used to be. Now, you don't ever. No one. I don't think anyone's had that in years. Yeah, there's no such not, thing. A day where you don't have a call or a transport doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't exist. We're yeah. too. We're too big. We're too yep. populated. The the people are getting older, and the gravity gets stronger every year. More people fall. Yeah. Gravity, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity's stronger in SQUIM, the retirement capital of the USA. Right. Uh, there's been talk of peak cars. so that There's always talk of peak cars. Yeah. There's always talk of anything at the company. I, I talk, think they... Talk is talk. <laughs> I think they're doing it over in Port Angeles. They're giving Port Angeles a peak car? Yeah. Wow. What's a peak car? Yeah, okay, so it's like... Runs during peak hours. Yeah, so at, <laughs> okay. the, at the hours that the most calls drop. Uh, uh, so you sh- I mean, when we used to have them, it was like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You'd work a 12-hour shift on a peak car. You wouldn't have to go out of town, so you wouldn't ever have to like drive to Seattle in the day. You were just there to run 911 calls, which was great. If It feels better. Um but it's hard to staff like we don't we don't have the people that want to work to do that kind of staffing we don't we don't have people that want to pick up extra shifts all the time everyone's so tired all the time right who's gonna fill it for right now it's incentivized every every single shift is incentivized on it that makes sense yeah because it's like time and a half oh okay Hmm. yeah incentive pay for anyone listening with olympic ambulances if you're on regular time it automatically gives you overtime if you're in overtime it's worth double time it's just whatever your whatever your rate is currently they bump it to the next one um they have a lot of different ways that they would try to pay people to incentivize people to want to come in and they've done so many different things throughout the years bring back triple time (laughs) right (laughs) they canceled it they got rid of it because no one ever would come in anymore because everyone waited for triple time (laughs) right that's what i have heard but there which is funny because they say that we had days where I paged out triple time. No one would sign up. Hmm. Not a single person would sign up to to be making 
like 40 something bucks an hour i don't work any extra shifts i don't work i haven't worked extra shifts since i came back to work yep like since since i uh came back on the cars from dispatch last september i didn't pick up any more shifts yep i don't do it didn't do it because i see all all my other co-workers they're exhausted all the time killing themselves killing themselves it hurts it really sucks when i was doing 400 hours a month i i mean i didn't hate it too bad i didn't have anything better to do like and it was slow i was just hanging right. out at work playing right. games on my laptop in my room like what do i care but it's but now it's, it's not slow. impossible to do that in the long now, term now it's not fun anymore yeah <laughs> it's not it stopped it stopped being fun yeah i have a question for you zach go ahead um when you were your early adulthood um by which arguably we're all still in our early adulthood mm-hmm. but like let's say like 16 17 18 really really okay. pretty much still a kid uh, what would you? What did you aspire to do? Did you have any idea you'd be doing anything like this for your day to day? When I was sixteen is when I started thinking I wanted to do firefighting. Okay. I I got into it from uh, just some little assembly that you could sign up for, where a chief from Mason County came up and he wanted to talk to people at the school. And he's like, "Oh, you know, talk to you about the fire service industry," and he's like, "You work ten days a month," and I'm like, 10 days a month." Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh, that that's a good. At, that's a good job. <laughs> that sounds nice. Uh, so of course I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that. Ten days a month. I'll yeah, I'm dedicated. I'm set. For a while, I was gonna go into um, like I I already had my application through with uh, with Eastern Washington. No, sorry, Washington State, WSU. Okay. There we yeah. go. Um, I I had my application through to go to aerospace engineering. Okay, <laughs> that's my uh, original goal. Yeah. And then, and then I thought about it more. I'm like, you know, I don't don't want to sit at a desk all day. That sucks. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. I don't like sitting. I like to move around. So, um, the irony of that. <laughs> now, now all I do is sit around all Full day. Full circle. And I yeah. love it. But you're making a lot more than you would have oh, uh, then. Oh, way more, way yeah. more. Um, and it's easier to do i didn't have to do any school to do this yeah to trade crypto they don't teach you that in school they don't teach you they don't teach you nothing they don't that's teach just, you these things that's mm-hmm. just experience i just figured i read it yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks internet <laughs> you helped me finally yeah um but i mean I, I was looking at that for a while and then got into the fire service and i went to college for that and did two years um down in tacoma to actually get a fire service degree uh, okay i got it my associates in fire science um, so I did like 15 months of nonstop firefighter training, which was hard. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. lot of work. Um, they run it like a boot camp, a 15 month boot camp. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the last three months, like you know, do you want to do firefighter two or do you want to get your EMT? And I said, EMT will probably help me get hired better than just being a straight firefighter. Mm-hmm. And it it for sure does. I don't know anyone that would take a three month course. It's a it's like a, a two week class outside of college. So. I'd rather do it there. Right. Um, so, I mean, I got my EMS and then I went and tried doing the fire thing and I kept on applying places. It's such a hard industry to oh, get a job. Yeah. In. It's crazy. It's so it's competitive. Cr- it's so competitive and political. Every oh, single department is political. Right. If they don't like you, you're not going to get hired. It doesn't really, matter how good you are. It is about who you know. It's about who you know. Um, like uh, the first place that I ever did get at was Seattle Fire on their written exam. I got a 99.52. That's a damn good score. Yeah. Out, out of 100? Sounds like it. Out of 100. <laughs> okay. It felt great. I I went into it, and I I aced that test. I destroyed it. I felt so confident about it. The only thing that caught me up on that test, and I know it, 
I know the question that I got wrong. It was from this, it was like a picture that you had to memorize the picture. And then they asked you questions about it like 20 minutes later. And the picture was blurry. It was like printed in black and white, like, oh, like yeah. 40 DPI on, on a test. On a yeah. test. And I'm <laughs> like, I can't see it. I don't know. I don't know how many rungs of the ladder were above the roof. Right. It should be three, but I don't know, honestly. Yep. Couldn't tell. The picture was blurry. I know that's the question I got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, I knew it. I knew all of it. It was an easy test. Realistically, it was easy. It was like, read this paper for four hours and then take a test on it. Basic math, basic reading comprehension, like stuff like that. It was, it was, it felt easy to me. I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then going through the interviews, first interview, like even sitting there in the lobby, I, they were, po- they had stuff like posted on the walls that were like, oh, we give military preference points. I'm like, I'm screwed. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't yep. matter how good I did. I wasn't in the military. Every single person I'm looking at here has military experience. Oh, man. I'm screwed. I'm not making it through this round. And I didn't. And I didn't make it through. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the same time, Seattle Fire does a lot of uh, diversity hiring. So yeah. they, they have a, a quota they have to do for hiring, you know, minority groups, different ethnic groups, um, gender. They yeah, have a women. gender quota, um, which sucks because i feel like without all that without military preference and all that i think i could have gone on with seattle fire but i'm glad i didn't because i probably would have hated it (laughs) (laughs) so uh it worked out in the end for me i guess um uh and then after that i mean just everywhere i tested just same kind of results you might get one interview and then not the second one or you do get the second one and you think you got it and then you don't get the chief interview third and you're like well this is just stupid I gotta pay every time I want to take one of these. Oh, tests. that's the worst part gotta, about it. You gotta pay just to apply. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and you know it's costing you like hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars a year if you're actually applying and really trying. Yeah. Uh, and that's just not. It wasn't worth it to me in the end. I might. Start I understand. Vol- yeah. I, I doesn't might, seem like it. No, I, I might start volunteering again now that I have free time because I haven't been volunteering. I haven't done anything with my fire certification since I got them basically other than the resident job, which sucked. Um, but now at this point, I mean, I might volunteer again and get back into it. Cause, uh, I got free time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to do it while I was an EMT here just cause I already worked so much. That would just be like putting in an extra shift without getting paid. Right. <laughs> and that's not very fun. No, um, no incentive there. No incentive, no incentive pay to uh, do that. And it seems like you're, well, you probably aren't in your in your own mind. You're probably not there yet. But it seems like you're probably to a point where you can work and do what you want to do. I can do anything and, I want right now. And pay is not as important as it was before. No, I am very comfortable. Well, yeah. So you you can do something more. Like it doesn't have to be the best paying oh, thing yeah. in the world. It's I but could, if you if you enjoy spending your time doing it. Yeah, if it, at this point, I could go collect rocks on the beach, tumble them for six hours a day, and go sell them for 20 cents at a farmer's market, right. if that's what I really loved. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, at this point, I mean, whatever I do, if if it's work, it's not really work at that. If it's something that I feel like it's work, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to have a job. Right. Yeah. This... this so far, hasn't been a job. It's nice. It's just, I mean, it's like it's it's a little stressful, I guess, watching money grow and disappear. But at the same time, it's fine. 
<laughs> it's, just, it's just fine. I don't know. It's the easiest way to put it. It's it's. I'm I'm happy. What's interesting is that I'm there's a, a a big common thing with investing and with with seeing things going going up and down is the emotions involved with it. Yeah. It seems like you're you're pretty decent at disconnecting from I those am emotions. Very detached. Yeah. I think gambling. Uh, <laughs> my gambling broke in. My ga- my years in the casino really conditioned me to be able to do this without stressing about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people like the the people that I've gotten into it, there's a bunch of them in the, in the group, the group chat that I made for just coworkers and friends and stuff. Like the, I can tell they're sad when there's dips. Oh they yeah. They are depressed. Like there's a good reason to be. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. They lost, they look, they feel like they've lost money and they're down right now. Um, and I can get why they feel bad about it. I get it, but I, it's, but they've only been invested for like a week. Right. And the bigger, <laughs> in the bigger picture, in the bigger picture, they're, they haven't really lost anything because they haven't had time for it to actually do anything. Right. They saw it go up a lot in value, and they felt really good about it, and then it dropped quickly in value because some people sold. Um, some big wallets sold. They sold a decent amount, and now they're all sad again. Now they're like, oh, well, now I'm down from where I first bought in, which sucks, but it's just a few people selling. It's not like you know half the, co- half the coin holders sold. It was like three people, genuinely. Two people did big sells, and then there's a handful of of minor little fish trying to bite it taking profits away and and getting out um and then on top of that there was also the people that they felt so bad about it that they they sold for a loss and they act that means you actually lost if yes. you sell you've lost money yep if you don't sell you haven't lost value yet you're still holding the same equity and you haven't moved anything out you're fine till you sell you haven't lost but a lot of people t- are taking losses right now in this market. Like the past few weeks, any coin I'm in, they're selling at losses because they think they need to get out because it's not going to recover, but they're not giving it time. Yeah. So many of these coins, they need a month or two to really take off. Being too impulsive. They're too impulsive. Yeah. They, they get scared and they think they need to pull out. And some people that are doing it, I mean, they they're using a lot of money, so I can get why they're worried. They don't want to see ten grand turn into twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, a lot of these, it's like. You put in three hundred, and right now it's worth fifty. Why would you sell? Yeah. So, right. Just hang on. Just wait. It, It'll climb again. It almost sounds like some of that has to do with people put people putting in money that they don't have to lose. Kinda. Yeah. If if it's like, I hope people aren't doing that. Right. I hope, I've t- everyone that I've tried to get involved in crypto, I tell them, don't put in what you can't afford to lose. That's it's not, not financial not- advice. No, that is financial advice. That is <laughs> That's a very don't, basic, like... Don't put in what you can't afford to lose. That would be stupid of you. Right. <laughs> if, you can af- if, if you really need it, you wouldn't be risking it. Yeah. Um, and if you are risking it and you really need it, call the gambling hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Not even kidding. They will help you. I've never yeah. tried it myself because I don't have a problem. Yeah. I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't uh, seem like one yet. Yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course. It could always eventually turn into one, but... I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I shouldn't have quit my job. But I think I made the right choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. Whether or not it's even, um, oh, you know, I quit my job and it didn't work out. I, I wouldn't go back to my job. I wouldn't mm. go back to Olympic Ambulance. It's not worth it. What's your philosophy for the future of, of cryptocurrency? I mean, is do you, can you, do you see it as the future? It's the future. The future it of currency? The, it is the future of currency. Cryptocurrencies will take over as, like, the global... Um, kind of a global force of of a of the economy honestly it's it's the next step in human advancement if we can move from centralized markets with private 
um, currencies between uh, governments like U.S. dollar, um, you know, Chinese yuan, anything, whatever you, whatever kind of coin you're thinking. If every government just switched to one centralized thing, which would be, which would be crypto, um, it would, it would take us to the next step. We'd be, we'd be able to evolve further. <laughs> like right. we, we'd be able to advance. It wouldn't be. Um, so it's not going to fizzle out anytime soon. No, I don't think so. I don't think crypto is going to die anytime soon. No. I think it'll keep going. I think it's going to keep expanding in my head. It's, it's going to do what it's doing now. It's going to dip and it's going to rise and it's going to dip and it's going to rise. That's always going to happen. That's just the market. Um, and if you're investing something in it that you needed that money and you were hoping to make a quick buck, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to make a quick buck, this you can do it this way, but you're risking more than it's worth. There's other ways to make quick money if you really wanted to other than cryptocurrencies cryptocurrencies are for investing and you wait and the goal isn't you know i'm not trying to buy a hundred dollars and turn it into five hundred thousand and pull it all out if i'm putting in you know a hundred dollars and and it turns into five hundred thousand i might pull out a fifth i might pull out a hundred thousand why would i pull out the rest it's doing so good right let Mm -hmm. it grow if it dips after that cool you already pulled out some money you can comfortably live on that now for Mm -hmm. a while for a while, a while at a hundred thousand, you could, a, you could easily, at least a almost, year, at least yeah. a year minimum. If you do, if you can't, like an do, extravagant year, yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be a good year. That'd be a fun year for you. And then by that end of that year, that's a lot of time for whatever's sitting there to have either grown more or or dipped more. But you're you're checking in on it as long as you don't ignore it and be like, I'm gonna live for a year, and then in a year I'm gonna check in and be, oh, it's all out of money. I'm homeless. Damn. You're right. Damn. Crypto. <laughs> crypto got me. No, crypto didn't get you. You didn't pay attention. You got yourself. Yeah. You got yourself. <laughs> really, what you should be doing, if you turned a hundred into five hundred thousand and you pull out a hundred thousand, take half of that and reinvest it in other cryptos. Increase your portfolio. Don't yeah. don't leave it all sitting in the same thing and hope that one coin keeps rising and falling for you. Once you've made one coin do good use that money to make other coins do good. Um, and that, that like the next goal I have for crypto personally, like what I'm trying to do to help family and friends and whoever, whoever wants to get involved at some point right now, it's just people I know people I know that I can trust will, will hold money is I, it's basically a hedge fund. I want to make a hedge fund for investing in crypto. Everyone that I talk to, you know, they might be interested. They might be able to throw 500 bucks in. If, if they can do that, um, you know, they, they can only really invest in one coin. They get one shot with 500 bucks. Now, if I take all these people I know, you know, 30 to 40 people, and they each put 500 bucks into one thing that I'm one, watching. One pool. One pool, which would be something that I'm privately going to create. I can reinvest that for them. It's right. like a stockbroker. Yes, it's just yeah. going to be a hedge fund, but for crypto. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm going to have people try This has surely been done before. In crypto? No, it has really. It has not. I don't know any coins that do this. There are people that That's incredible. It is. They do groups. They do I've I've seen people they're almost they're basically like Ponzi schemes. A lot of these are. They're like mm. pyramid Ponzi schemes. Okay. The top benefit, the people at the bottom suck. I don't want that. I want to make a coin where you're everyone's buying in and I I'm going to do my same due diligence cuz I do well. If if you have a starting bankroll to make money with, it's easy. If you if you don't, you're risking it. Now, if if you and all these other people 
all combine your starting bankrolls and make one big bankroll and have one person manage it, you have a way better chance of making money. An experienced person managing it. An experienced person. Yes. And especially because instead of having, um, you know, at that point, if, say, everyone's combined, they've put in 10 Ethereum into the coin. If I'm taking 0.5 of that, you know, I'm taking out um, 5% of the value, but it's only going to affect each person's wallet by 5%. You're not losing, you know, your full buy-in of 0.5 Ethereum. You're losing, you know, 0.05 Ethereum or whatever whatever at that point. You're losing, you're you're using so much less of one person's money because it's everyone's money to invest. Use that, go buy a token. As that token rises, pull out the initial, pull out a little bit of profit, put it back into the hedge fund coin. Everyone's back to where they started plus some extra. Everyone, Everyone gains a little bit. And as long as everyone just keeps holding and you keep doing that and exponentially grow that one stack that they started with, they, they'd all be, they'll all become rich. It's super easy to reinvest. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it seems like with a group effort, you have more buying power. You have way more buying power. And, and that's, what the, that's just the start of it. The start of it is I would like to be able to make it so that everyone can invest in one and I can use that in that one coin to buy other coins because you can transfer them between each other. I can trade... Um, my Dogecoin for my XYZ coin and trade XYZ coin for for my coin coin. Yeah. You, you can trade them between each other. So I'm going to use my hedge coin to trade for other coins and then take that money and transfer it back into hedge coins, basically, which will increase hedge coins value and increase everyone that's holding its value. Mm-hmm. Yes. While still leaving equity after we've pulled the initial in all these other new coins to keep growing as they keep growing we'll pull out more and more from that coin and bring it back to the hedge coin to increase hedge coins value the bigger hedge coin gets the bigger buy-ins we can do on these coins the more equity we can take initially and take bigger risks and and just do riskier plays overall um to really make everyone's investment rise it's it's the safest way I can think to do it at this point. Because for a while, I was trying to tell people, you know, I'll tell you what coin I'm buying into. And if you want to buy into it behind me, you know, you can do it there. The problem is they have to be ready to do it right when I text right. them. Mm-hmm. If they aren't ready to do it and they do, they do it five minutes late. It's a matter of minutes sometimes. Yeah. Some, literally, if okay. they're already late and they missed out. And I don't want to do that to anyone. And at the same time, I, I don't want to... The points people really need to put money into when I'm doing this is the risky plays, the ones that might scam you. Yeah. Those are the ones yeah. that make the best amount of money because not that many people buy in, not many people want to take that risk. If and when you have a large enough pool... And we have a big pool, we're able to take that risk because usually it'll pay off. I mean, you know, if it gets scammed, it gets pulled away. Every, you didn't lose your whole buy-in at that point. You lost a fraction of your buy-in. Mm-hmm. You've still got like 20 chances because of the hedge fund pool. Right. Um <clears throat> And honestly, it just seems like the best way to do it. Because I can't recommend to someone, you should buy into this. You might get scammed. Don't worry about it. Buy into this. I can't do that to someone. That sucks. I'd feel horrible. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night once I know that it's a scam and they got scammed and they lost their money. I'd feel bad. But if we have a big combined effort and everyone understands we are buying into stuff that might get a scam and you might take a small hit, but in the overall long run, you make so much more than you get scammed for that it's worth it. Yeah. Um... Because that's where I'm at. I'm, I've been scammed a lot. I've lost a lot of money in scams. But I've made so much more than I've lost in scams that it totally makes it worth it hmm. to take the risk. Um, 
but it's not something I would tell to someone with $500 to take that risk themselves. If I have a bunch of people putting in $500 and we've got $20,000 worth, we can take a $500 risk once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) We can take that hit if we lose it. And at the same time, not everything we do is going to be that, that kind of risk. Some stuff we'll put in more equity just to like actual developed coins that you know can't scam you. Because, um, I, I mean, I research everything I see. If I see it, if it's new, I go look it up. I do all the research I can in it, and uh, I try to figure out the best way to invest in it. Um, sorry, I'm losing my voice a little here. <laughs> no <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of my my new point. And, I mean, on top of that, it'll start there. That's This, this is more, I want to see if I can make it work with people I know, because I know they'll hold. They won't sell behind me. They won't screw me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. know where they live. Yeah. <laughs> I know where they work. <laughs> I know everything about them. It's easy. It's not de- It's not people hiding behind a monitor that can run away with, you know, they buy in, they wait for us to make a little money, and they run off. Anyone that I'm expecting to do this, I'd hope that they're willing to at least let it sit for a month before they touch it at all. Yep. Let it grow. Let it see what it can do. You're putting in 500 bucks. Let it invest. Um. I'd hope they wouldn't touch it. And even after the month, I hope they're like, I made that much in a month. Let's let it go. Yeah. Let it ride. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and they'll, they usually do. Um, well, I mean, I usually do. I usually let it ride. I hope that I can convince other people that they should see the value and continue to let things play out because it usually works out um, in the long run. Like you'll see it crash. Like with Hoge and Frode, they crash. Eventually, someone wants their profit. They take too much. And it makes the the value drop, but over time it does, it just goes in waves. It just goes back up. I don't yep. know why. People mm. advertise. Yeah, <laughs> I advertise. Sure. Um, people market. They actually like uh, some coins now. They're starting to buy like billboards, billboards oh, yeah. in Los Angeles. Uh, Hoge for... Hoge bought uh, several billboards in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It's it's y- people are doing new marketing they're finding ways to make it work and once you have enough value like hedge this hedge coin i'm planning once we can make it big enough and make sure it works i'd want to make it public be like hey you want to buy in you want to buy in and see how we can make your money grow of course then i and even with these new people i'm i'm trying to make it in a way where it's not a pyramid scheme it's not a ponzi scheme everyone has the same chance to make money off it yeah, the people that bought in, of course, they're going to be worth more. They bought in early. They backed the project. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, these new people, it's not because in all these coins, someone eventually is going to buy at the top and never make a profit. It'll dip. They will never get back. That person's always going to be screwed. My goal with my coin, with my head, pro- my project is I'm always going to be bringing back value to the coin using the coin. Right. So, yeah, it'll dip as I pull some out and use it to go buy something, but I'm always going to bring back, well, hopefully, always bring back that initial plus a little bit of profit so that the coin itself, hedge, always rises mm-hmm. because we're bringing in more money from these other coins we're investing in. On top of, you know, if we ever do see a bad market, hopefully at that point, we'll have enough equity spread out between all these other coins that we can skim some out, you know, early. Because um, I was going to try to do it like... Uh, if we hit a five times, you pull out 1.5 times from there. If it goes five times again, you pull out another, you know, one, like 20% of it or whatever, however you want to do it, do that. But I mean, if you have a bad market, yeah, maybe we'll just look across the board at all these coins we have equity in 
and maybe pull out like 5% from each one. So you're not really hurting the price, but you're bringing back profit to make sure that our coin stays stable and alive. Right. Um, and keeps the holders happy. Keeps the holders happy. And eventually, the the second part of it is once we get everyone a solid bankroll inside Hedge, when their value is actually up, they can start doing exactly what I'm doing. I can right. say, hey, I'm putting some of the money from Hedge into this. I'm putting 0.5 of the Hedge treasury, like 0.5 Ethereum of the Hedge treasury worth into this coin. If you're worth 10 Ethereum in Hedge, why don't you go ahead and take 0.1 Ethereum and also put it into this coin? Mm-hmm. And all of us will buy into this coin and we'll all do the same exact thing. Right. When you're With your first sell, I hope you'll be willing to put your money back into Hedge at least the in- sorry God, i'm so burpy tonight <laughs> no <worries>. margaritas yeah <laughs> uh, but i'd hope that you'd you'd at least bring back the initial what you took out back into hedge if you want to keep the profit for yourself on the side cool if you want to put that profit back in and help hedge grow even more awesome you're increasing your equity inside of it while putting extra money into it and now you have a new coin where you have equity and you can sit on it you can do whatever you want with it You've you've already covered your bet here back in hedge, um, so you can continue to grow this new coin that you're in. Do whatever you want with it. Bring it. Bring more funds to hedge later if you want to keep investing in hedge and make it grow. Or you've got a new coin where you've got a passive income. You can skim whatever you want from that because it won't affect us anymore. We've already pulled the money back. You've already put your initial in. Yeah. If if at that point. If this, if whoever this is that's buying after hedge, whatever they do, if they decide to sell, um, following the same method, they're doing it behind the initial buy. They'll always be behind, right? Wh- whatever I buy into, I'll be like, hey, buy into this. You're buying after me, but there's enough of us doing it, and another uh, enough other people are going to buy into it that aren't part of our group. They're just ex whoever, you know, all this other people that get brought to this coin however they found it um they're gonna buy in on top of you too yeah there's there's always going to be the room to make the profit and bring it back to wherever you want it and you'll always have extra equity sitting around for when you need it mm-hmm. uh, if i don't know it feels super safe to me yeah <laughs> like yeah. it seems I super like it. straightforward it seems super easy so i don't know why no one's done it yet well as long as you don't pull the rug as uh, long as i don't rug pull it hey <laughs> if you were to I exactly know where you're <laughs> everyone will know where i live yeah <laughs> I'm, I, I already planned on that I'm, i mean when i make it eventually when i make something like that go public where i'm getting people that i don't know into it they'll right. know who i am i'll have i'll have to mm-hmm, um, yeah to to make it safe because i'm I'm gonna hold like 20 percent of the tokens in the treasury right. so yeah i could easily crash the coin but i'm oh, not yeah. going to why would i that's stupid yeah <clears throat> i know all these people i'm not trying to hurt anyone yeah i'm not trying to make anyone lose money i'm not trying to make myself make money i'm gonna buy into hedge just like everyone else honestly i mean i'm doing a lot for it i'm gonna provide a lot of liquidity initially mm-hmm. just to make sure that the pool stays stable as we're buying and selling in it that way um, it doesn't explode in, in growth somewhere. Right. Um, so I'm going to tie up a lot of my money, honestly, into helping other people at this point is probably what's going to end up happening. Awesome. Just to make sure that it works. <laughs> that well, way I can sleep comfortably at night knowing I'm not screwing anyone. This, um, is, uh, this has actually been one of the longer episodes. I think yeah, this I hope, might be hope, the longest episode you, ever uh, so far. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. This is really good content. So. Definitely. This is worth listening to. <laughs> yeah. So I forgot to fill you in before 
the show. But at the end of the episode, we always ask our our guests, uh, what do you have to say for yourself? So, if like, you're, what do I have to say for myself? Yeah, if like, you're, whatever you want, and that's whatever your opportunity. Yeah. Oh, I can. Do, I can. Oh, I very can open shill? ended. You can show. Am I shilling here? You, you absolutely can. Honest. I mean, honestly, if. If there's a way that you guys can set it up that people, if they are interested in crypto trading, I will totally help them out. I will help anyone out that asks me. I have basic. I have basically a cheat sheet on how to, how to get started. You've awesome. I, you've seen it, Cody. Yep. <laughs> in, yep. Inside our Telegram chat, I have it pinned, um, and I am happy to share that with anybody that wants to use it. I have no idea how they'll contact me. <laughs> to do yeah. that right now. Well, uh, uh, maybe. do you do you have like an Instagram or something to plug? I mean, I don't really check my Instagram, honestly. We we Let's can. Um, it might totally blow up after this. Might. Totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. Exciting. Um, <laughs> we can have them. We could have them contact us. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. We'll figure something out. I don't know. Yeah. yeah if, don't know. So if, if people are interested in this, I will totally help people out in doing it. Awesome. I'm happy to help. It's fun to do for me. It's exciting. Right on. You just gotta bear with me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm a, I try to be as available as possible to people. I text. I'm constantly talking to people throughout the day that text me with their questions, and yeah. uh, I'm happy to help as much as I can. It makes me happy making other people money. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not like it's like with Hedge. I'm not everyone. Everyone that talks to me about it, they're like, "Hey, you know, if you manage my money for me and you want to buy stocks for me, you know, you take like a two percent cut. I don't even. I don't want that out of Hedge. That's not my goal. I don't. I already am making enough money. I don't need people to pay me to broker their funds. Oh. I'd rather just do it." Because, like with hedge, yeah, I'm gonna be buying in with hedge. I'm also gonna buy in with my private wallet, probably. Right. I'm I'm here to do this for me, but I'll do it for them too. Like I'm happy to help, but I'm I mean I'm also gonna be making money. Yeah, that's true. right. And <laughs> since since you're also invested in hedge, then it you, is it is making you right. Money. It is yeah, making it you is, money. It's as already well. making me money. It's right. not like I need to to have a brokerage fee from people. I'm just doing this because I'm good at doing it. And if I can make other people money and make them happy, I'm happy to help. It's easy. It's really easy to do. Right I mean, on. It's, it's not. It takes it takes me a lot of research, but it's right. easy research for me to do at this point. I right. figured it out well enough. I've I've studied it. I've figured out contracts and coding and and how to read it and figure out what looks bad and who's going to screw over who. I figured out how to avoid that stuff. Right. For the most part. So if you're if you're interested, uh, reach out to us on info at impairedupstairs.com. Uh, you can also check out the you can contact us through our Instagram impair at impaired upstairs. Um, we Con- have a contact us on the Snapchat yeah. at impaired up s t r s. Uh, you can also go directly to the website that's impairedupstairs.com and hit the contact us page. There's a format there all laid out for you to get in contact with us. If you want to uh, be the next guest on the podcast, you can contact us there. If you have any questions about our podcast, if you are interested in Hedgecoin, is that what we're calling it? It'll probably I don't for know. I haven't decided a name yet. It for might now. be hedge. If, if you're it interested nice. in this, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. A single nice. syllable hedge coined. Yeah. If it's you're easy. interested in this concept, uh, then go ahead and contact us for now, and uh, we can get, get you, you in, in contact. Forward yep. info and get it over. To me and then in the future, if if uh, something else happens where uh, Zach gets a 
a better way to contact him, we can update you then. You'll just have to keep listening. I wasn't listening. prepared. Yeah, you'll have to keep <laughs> listening to the podcast to figure out what that what that information is. Uh, also, is there an also? I don't know if there is. Uh, like other follow, other subscribe. podcast <laughs> platforms. Uh, oh yeah, check us out. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Amaz- Podcasts. Yes, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Amazon Music. Yeah, you can also say, Alexa, play the Impaired Upstairs podcast or, uh, you know, whatever your favorite uh, listening device is, your yeah. favorite smart device. Um, and it, it should play. It should play. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good episode. Yeah, we're I'm glad you. Thank yeah. you for being on, Zach. Thank really you. Yeah. And when we're not working and when Zach isn't sitting in front of his computer looking at coins. Uh, we will be here <laughs> upstairs. Impaired. Impaired. <laughs>